What is it you want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes, thank you so much for joining us again this Sunday for the Red Hot Real Estate Show with Mimi Shoneman from uh, the Red Hot Real Estate Group. Uh, licensed realtor from Remax Results and all things amazing here in the Twin Cities. Good morning, Mimi. Good morning. I'm so excited because you give me some great information and I know all the my talkers are very excited when you come in. You have all of this stuff that's going on here in this very hot real estate market and you just calm things down for people so they can go out there and get the home of their dreams. You know, it's just fun stuff going on on that. Right, Phil? Absolutely. <laughs> so we have Phil Olson in the house yes. with Amex. Yes, American Mortgage and Equity. Good morning, Phil. They can always find you at callphilolson.com, but we know you also have some technical numbers we need to give out that you're N. MLS number, please. Absolutely. NMLS 238103, branch NMLS 379094, and company on MLS 150953. So all the legal stuff is out of the way. We're all now. done. Okay, good. We all right. Comply. And we're going to do some fun things this morning. It's like, I, I like it when Phil and Mimi walk into the studio and they're like, we got a fun show planned. We do. We have a fun <laughs> show today. Absolutely. Well, you know, we've been having a lot of fun with uh, our clients. And, you know, Phil and I have been talking about it. It's like uh, the happiest clients in this market right now are the ones who are able to buy first, then sell. Yes. Absolutely. It's a lot easier, a lot less stress. And when you first tell people about that whole concept, the first thing they they say typically is like, nah, don't want to have two mortgages. Exactly. And Phil and I are going to talk about how we can help you and accomplish not having two mortgages, at least for not very long. Right, Phil? Well, believe it or not, if you, if you structure it right, they won't have two mortgages at all. There you could, go. So... We've and got not, tips and techniques. And Correct. speaking of helping people, one of the cool things that uh, Mimi and Phil do is that they normally normally make some donation to one of the nonprofits here in the Twin Cities. So if you call in to the Red Hot Real Estate Show at 651-641-1071, so what we've done before is that we would go for every caller that comes in, we're going to make a donation someplace. And so you guys have picked a really worthy charity for the last two shows when you guys are in. And so, Phil, who did you decide you're going to make that donation to? We will be donating people serving people oh, wow. in Wonderful. Minneapolis, and then we had seven callers, so I'll be donating a check for $350 in Mimi and my name. That is fantastic, Because, and I think it's also good to remind people, I'm like, look, you watch all these shows on HGTV and all these things where there's people out there going, oh yeah, I'm a realtor, and I flip this house, and I do that, and you see all this snazzy stuff, and, and I'm not saying that you guys aren't amazing personalities that they can hear on the radio because you are but you're actually licensed professionals here in the twin cities so when they call you it's mimi out there hitting the spr- you know hitting the streets helping them get into this home We're i don't people. know did she just say we weren't snazzy <laughs> no uh, i said you she was are talking about well. you oh. <laughs> <laughs> i'm thinking to myself do what not turn saying? my compliment into a, a dig it was a compliment we are <laughs> we are loaded here today just so you know right phil absolutely okay but, I think, yeah, but what I'm saying is that people forget that you guys are the actual professionals who are going to help them through and navigate these these scenarios. We're going to take them from cradle to grave. Right. They're not going to be pushed off on multiple different people. They're going to get clear and concise. 
information and we're going to help them and make it easy and fun. Like yeah. when we talk about the fact that Phil just loves to figure out these puzzles for people and do the math for them, he really is the guy who's going to do this for he you. He is the math guy. Yes. yes. I am the math guy. Yesterday was a 200 mile day for me. Okay. So um, mm-hmm. we got wheels on the ground and we're out there showing property and helping people find deals and helping them write offers and negotiate their offers. So yeah, we're working. And when you call in, you can get a copy of Mimi's Things to Consider When Buying a Home and Things to Consider When Selling a Home, as usual, if you call in at 651-641-1071. And then you, of course, have all that amazing information on your website that people can just go and tap into at any given time. Yeah, be sure and check out the website, mnredhotrealestate.com. And you can shop to your heart's delight at viewgreaterminneapolishomes.com. Again, the phone number is 651-641-1071. So back to today's fun program what are we covering today again Mimi well Phil and I were talking about just exactly what we said Mm -hmm. and we've had some very very happy clients and success stories uh, doing it just this way and so it is possible for you to be able to go out and purchase a home then sell the one that you're in okay so people's biggest fears is being homeless yeah that's not a good good (laughs) idea and you know when you sit down and you first talk about that concept, there many people say, well, you know, if I sell my house quickly, then I'll just rent. Mm-hmm. Well, sometimes the rental market can be as hot or hotter than the single family residential market. So mm-hmm. you mean it's more difficult or would cost you more money to rent for a time period? Well, and it's also very difficult to find short term rentals. Okay. Um, yeah, you know, most leases they want. At least one year. Okay. And so then you're delaying what what is a already hot market, right? Mm-hmm. So interest rates have, since last year, Phil, have gone up how much? About a half a percent. Okay. Maybe three quarters of a percent. But if you take a look over, you know, the last 50 years of mortgages, I mean, uh, right now interest rates are still in the low to mid fours and, and are even in the threes, depending on what different type of product you decide to use. Yeah, so interest rates are still really affordable. So what you want to definitely do is if you're you're trying to figure out an exit strategy, you want to sit down with Phil. Mm -hmm. That's the first step. And Phil's going to go over all kinds of different programs with you and whether you would or wouldn't qualify for this uh, buy before sell program. Mm -hmm. Okay, correct? Absolutely. So so the subject of our of our show today is spring into action. Yes. Okay. Sellers need to spring into action. And so why is it a fantastic time to sell? Well, springtime is the best time to sell in Minnesota and Wisconsin because nobody wants to sell with snow on the ground. Okay. Plus, they don't want to take their kids out of school until the school year ends or real close to the school year. Being gotcha. Ended. So if they're going to be moving, is what you're saying is they Correct. want to transition during that easy uh, transition time. Correct. Okay. But that also creates... Uh, a market situation, and that means high demand for homes during your your basically March through, I would say, through end of August. Okay. okay. Our inventory levels are at the lowest they've ever been in the longest time. I'm not lying when I tell you there's 10 to 20 buyers for every house that hits on hits the market between 150 and 300,000. Wow. There's more mm-hmm. than that even. There's, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would say you, when you go to uh, to see a house on the first day that it's listed in that price band, you're going to see people it's like uh you know the the blockbuster movie that they're wrapping around the, mm-hmm. the corner to see. Well, I mean, I mean I've <laughs> gone I've gone down streets and literally the whole block is covered with cars on both sides 
And guess what? It's got one house for sale and wow. there, people are going in and out. All right. So we talked about rates being low. Well, guess what? There's a lot of people that still have this fallacy that they think they have to put 20% down. Right. They don't have to put 20% down, but then they're going, well, if I don't put 20% down, I have to pay mortgage insurance. Well, there's a way where you put maybe only 3% down or you put 5% down, you sell your house. And then when, when you sell your house, you then do a principal reduction and a reamortization, and you basically then get to that 20% position. So I need you to slow, slow this down and let's just recap what you just said, Mm -hmm. but let's talk to, let's kind of break it down to the beginner level. So if I'm listening to the show right now and that was a whole lot to hear, (laughs) a lot of big, big terms in the mortgage world. Okay. So the first thing that we want people to know is that you can get into a property right now for as low as 3% of the sale price. Okay. That's the lowest amount possible. Uh, less than that. If you're VA or USDA, it can be zero. If you're going MHFA, it could be for only $1,000. But your standard buyer is using a 3 or a 5% product to get okay. into that home if they have limited funds. Right. So we're saying you're, you're normal. I don't want to use the word normal, but but that's what we'll start with. We'll use that traditional. for lack of mm-hmm. Traditional. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. Your traditional buyer. And so when Phil talks about USDA, what that means, it's a rural development loan. Not mm-hmm. beef. No. Okay. No. Gotcha. Um, All right. But it's out where the beef is. All right. So you've kind of got to move out a little ways. So just to give you a for instance, if you cross over the river between Stillwater and Hudson, that's, That's USDA. USDA territory. And that means that you could actually go to Hudson, which is only 15 minutes from Woodbury at right. the most, and get and put nothing down. Also, if you're one of our veterans, you can put nothing down. Correct. And so those are phenomenal products that I think a lot of people forget about. So that's the first step. So. When we come back from the break, Phil, I want you to talk about what you just said a few minutes ago. You can take, you can put 3% down, then sell your house, and then take the money from your sale and make up the difference. Correct. So that you do hit the 20%. Yep. And then that mortgage insurance that everybody hates, that goes away. That's as long as you're doing what's called a reamortization. All right. We are going to break that down for you here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show when we return. Thank you for joining us here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show with your host, Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Also joined from American Mortgage and Equity, Phil Olson is here as well. And we've been getting you ready to get out there. I know sometimes we forget that spring has sprung here in the Twin Cities. Yes, and, and, and just recap what you said during the break, that you have been feeling, what was the word you used? Sad and crabby. Crabby. Because yes. okay. I wasn't, I was... Let me Normally, I can bounce back, but this cold snap really just hit me and made me crabby. I'm just so. gonna I'm just gonna put this out there for all of our lovely listeners. <laughs> I'm not from here either. Yeah, and crabby was like the understatement of the planet <laughs> for me. And so I just want to let everybody who's lived here their whole life know you can move. <laughs> To another state that has warmer weather, and I can help you find a great home and a great realtor in another state. All you have to do is ask. So if that's what you would like but to do, again, that's fine. Then again, I'm wearing a short sleeve shirt. Because yeah. you're fine with All it, right. Phil, and I'm, I know I'm lots totally of people are it. good with it, and I'm one of those people that I have committed 
to being here. I like it here. I think it has great schools. And my son is doing a great job. And I'm not going to move out of the state. That's and so that. I'm just going to stay here. So I'm a lot of, I like a lot of Minnesotans. This is where we're going to stay. Right. And I need you to help me find a house here. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Well, we can do that too. Right, okay. Phil? Absolutely. Okay. So we were talking about, you know, some of the things that our sellers are feeling out there in the market right now. And predominantly, there's a lot of fear. Um, I know, Phil, you consult with a lot of different buyers and sellers all the time, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there are many, many people right now that would like to sell, but they're afraid. And why are they afraid? Well, like we said in the last break, one of the things is they know that the market is hot and they are just uncertain and, and afraid of where they're going to go. And, and might they be homeless? And maybe they don't want to live in mom's basement right. um, as a backup plan. And trust me, <laughs> I've been living in my car before I live with my dad. My so, mom has a really nice basement and I still don't want to move in with there her. You so. no, there you go. Not, not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Phil, that's one of the things that we hear. And then what also happens if they can't find a house that they like? So that's one of the things that I, I'll get started with folks and we'll be looking at things. And there's like, there's no way I'm going to sell because there's just nothing out there that I would rather move to than mm-hmm. what I've already got. Yeah, I hear I hear it as well in my office when I'm talking with people is they're going, well, there's no inventory out there. I know my house will sell, but I'm I'm afraid to to do that. And then and then they also bring up, well, the housing market is very, very hot and I'm going to have to pay more for my next house. And I go, well, that's that's irrelevant. Okay. And people look at me and they go, what do you mean? That's irrelevant. Well, I go, if you make 30000 on the sale of your home extra and it costs you $30,000 for that next house more, then guess what? You haven't lost anything. Okay. Now, the other thing is, is what about that person that's selling that $400,000 home and now they're buying a $200,000 home? Well, hold one here. They'll make maybe $30,000 more on their $400,000 home. And yeah, they're going to pay $10,000 more for their $200,000 home. Well, it's irrelevant. But in that situation, in that situation, you're actually making money. Right. You know, so, um, you know, when people say interest rates have boosted up and housing prices have gone up, I would say it's all irrelevant. And there are so many different programs that we can look at to tweak the payment to make the mortgage payment affordable for the consumer. And that's when I sit down with them and I say, I'm going to build your mortgage backwards. Okay. Okay? I'm going to build it based on affordability, not based on what you want. Mm -hmm. And we'll see if we can come to the middle ground of what you want and what's affordable. Because if you do it that way, then your client isn't going to lose their house. Okay. Exactly. And the same thing is true when we're out looking in the field and you're working with somebody and they're just not seeing what they want. Um, more inventory is going to be coming on the market as it gets warmer and warmer. There are people that are kind of hanging back till the grass can be seen. Okay. And then that's when they want to get their pictures on because they think that that's going to bring them more money. Mm -hmm. Well, yes, maybe. But you're also going to have thousands of other people that are going to be doing the exact same thing and bringing their house on the market, too. So then you're going to have, you know, more inventory. So that's all always a good thing. We're we're up in inventory, believe it or not, from a month ago was one point four months. Now we're at one point six. But you that's know, what I was going to ask you is I know that you don't have a crystal ball where you can say for sure there's going to be this much more competition out there in these many more houses. But do you guys as professionals in this industry? anticipated 
shooting up once it gets warmer or it's just going to eke up a little bit. So you might as well just go ahead and start now. The whole country is is at a deficit of inventory, okay. except for a few states. I was looking at the map. And if you want to find where there's more inventory, let's go to Louisiana. OK. Mm-hmm. And Phil can get you alone there. All right. So. <laughs> I'm only licensed in Minnesota and Wisconsin. So oh, guess what? Okay. I'll find somebody to help them. <laughs> okay. OK, whatever. Um, you can get licensed in Louisiana and yes, take I a could. vacation. There you go. <laughs> OK, that's what we're going to do. OK. Um, so let's go back to the subject, Phil. Of, and I think that this is the this is the beauty in what you can do is somebody, you know, their money that they have is primarily in the equity in their house. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they just want to go get another house and they're going to put 3% down and then you're going to fill the gap. So let's explain that in a very succinct way of how that can happen, what that looks like. Well, I'm going to use two success stories then. I've got a client, okay, that's fearful about selling his house, knows it's going to sell in one to two days, but he's looking for a house in a specific area here in the metro, North Metro. And I sat down with him and we went through all his financials. And I said, you know, based on the fact that you guys have twins, two one-year-olds, okay, wife's not working, he's the major breadwinner, I go, you want to make this transaction as easy as possible. Now, if you put your house up for sale, you're going to have to leave that house every time there's a showing and you're going to be trying to move Two one-year-olds, okay, not 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 a fun situation. I said, why not buy your house first? Then we'll move into the new house. We'll get the house staged, clean the carpets, maybe do a little simple paint, whatever the case may be. Get it back on the market within thirty days. That house will then sell within one to two days. Okay. He goes, how do we do this? I go, well, based on your application and all the information that I've gathered on you, based on your credit, based on your debt to income ratios. I'm going to make it real simple. You're going to borrow $40,000 out of your 401k temporarily. Okay. You're not going to create a tax event, so you're not going to pay any capital gains. You're going to use that money from the 401k as your down payment. We're going to then buy your house. Right. You're then going to get your house ready for sale. You're going to sell your house, and then you're going to take the proceeds from the sale of your home and you're going to pay off your 401k, and there's no prepayment penalty. Did he look at you all panicky while you're trying no, to explain this? Okay. No, he actually, actually, he there was a big giant smile, and I could see the clock going in his mind going, okay. it's, this really will work. It's actually, like, you can actually see people decompress when okay. they, they have the thought that they can actually do that scenario. And Phil and I have worked with several people where we have been able to do this, mm-hmm. and they are the happiest of all clients. Um, there's a little bit of nervousness that goes into it, but right. at the end of the day, they are the most stress-free. Because I'm going to tell you what, it is not easy to sell a house. It can be very stressful, you know, depending on what type of personality you have. And, you know, I can tell you when I sold my house, you know, it was just tough and I only had cats. Yeah. So if I actually had people, I was having to get in and out quickly. You know, that's a problem. Another important factor in this is now my buyer is a non-contingent buyer. Okay. So in other words, we're not going to tell the the buyers of their home that they have a home to sell because they don't. Okay. Because they qualify to keep that house. And, and the way we've got it structured based on their new purchase agreement, they're not moving in until June 15th. Their f- mortgage payment is not due until August 1st, 
and we'll have their house sold by July. So remember when Mimi said, you're going to have to make two mortgage payments? No, we've got it structured where they're only going to have to make their mortgage payment until they sell. Then they're not even going to make a mortgage payment on their on their new home until August 1st because right. there's a 60-day lag before that payment starts. One other success story real quickly. You want to, we're going to talk about it after the break? Yeah, let's do that. All, All right. right. If we're going to have another success story, also take your questions here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show at 651-641-1071 when we return. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 with your host Mimi Shoneman and also from American Mortgage and Equity. We're joined by Phil Olson as well. And Phil, you've been breaking it down for us. You gave us one success story uh, before we went to break and we were going to come back with another one. We'll also take your calls if you can want to give us a call. It's 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. You can get the expertise and amazing advice from Mimi and Phil. You can also get a copy of our Things to consider when buying a home and things to consider when selling a home, right, Mimi? Absolutely. Um, so before we left and before we go into the next example, Phil, I think it, it makes it really real for people to know that there's these are real real people, things yep. that are happening right now. Um, but the people that really should be thinking about selling that are often thinking about selling, uh, for instance, there are people that are relocating all the time. Twin Cities, a huge relocation state. There's a lot of corporations and big business here. So if you find that you're getting promoted or you're, you're, maybe you need to move across country to care for a family and what have you, um, we can help you during that, tr- that transition. That's how I got my start in real estate was doing and helping folks that were relocating because I know what that's like personally. I mean, I've relocated across the country and across states several, several times. So and you say it's stressful just to move from like one neighborhood to another. If you're trying to go to a whole different market, that's so much more stressful. I'm sure it is. And a lot of times these corporate relocation folks, they don't have the benefit of a lot of time. They got to, you know, come in, find a house, slay it. Move, yep. go back and get ready for selling the one they left behind. And so we can help folks that are going through that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, there's a lot of people right now that are in these very big homes that they built in the 80s and the 90s. And now they are just one or two people in these big homes. Yes. And that's a lot of house to clean when it's just a couple of people. So um, the people that are living in these big homes are afraid because they're looking around to say, well, where can we go? There's nothing that we're seeing. And so there are, are tons and tons of people who need to upsize into your house. Perhaps we could talk about doing a house swap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you have a big house to sell and somebody has a small house and they need to move into a big house, we could possibly put that together. All we need to do is have you reach out to Phil and I, and we can gather your information and possibly put together uh, a move like that. Um, so that's always something to consider. Also, too, um, a lot of times you're moving from these bigger homes and you're, you like that affluent type of lifestyle. It's what you've been accustomed to. Maybe a good scenario for you would be to find a lot and build something, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you're looking to have one level living, there's just not a ton of inventory for people who need the everything on one level. Okay. Phil, what you work with a lot of custom builders. And so mm-hmm. that is a, a really good scenario for someone who just isn't seeing what they want. I can't, I probably did probably four or five of those here in just the last year where we find the lot and then we find the builder, and then we build on the lot, and then we sell the house. We sell the house a couple months prior to the completion of the home. 
Uh, and sometimes they don't even have to have their house sold in order to close on the new mortgage of the new build of the construction. Okay. And then you're getting, you know, if, if having everything new and current and trendy is important to you, you may find that that is exactly the route that you should go. And in addition to custom builders, there are many builders that, you know, may have uh, opportunities for you that are coming on the market, new developments that might be out there that Phil and I can help you with. Mm-hmm. All right. And we're going to go to the phone. So, James, thanks for calling the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Thank you for having me. So, Hi, James. So I, I just want to clarify, do you currently have what you would call, quote unquote, a gross neighbor? I do. Um, there's literally there's seven cars in the front yard. There's no pontoon boat in the driveway. There was one of those, you know, the the, te- the big monkeys you get at the state fair. They're like three feet tall. There was one of those in the front yard for two years. And the city's done nothing about it. The other neighbors and I have complained and written letters, and uh, nothing's been done. And I'm just wondering if there's any legal action I could take against the city or this homeowner to get them to clean this stuff up so I can lift my house on the market. Wow, that's so tough when you when you have neighbors that are, you know, not to your standard. Can I, I give know. you a suggestion? Sure. Uh, I, I've gotten a suggestion for you. Incentivize your neighbor. Go over what to the neighbor. Go over to the neighbor and say, "I tell you what, you clean up your property for me, and I'm I'm going to give you a thousand dollars. Let me sell my house, and then whatever he decides to do after you sell your home, you've made okay. that problem go away." Sure. Pay and him a, a commission. Pay him a, a commission lot, to clean up that <laughs> clean up okay, the house. Okay. And a lot of times too, it, you know, maybe they just are not healthy and they can't do it or can't see around it. Uh, maybe if you offer to help them clean it up or yep. mow the yard for him while the house is on the market, maybe they'll let you do that. Um, oh, and, there's he's got plenty of help. There's teenage kids living there. And, you um, might you might you know. be able to get a little bit more with some honey than some vinegar with this guy. <laughs> sure, All right, sure. so I would. That's what I would do. I would incentivize okay. him. You know, that's a good idea. You know, tell him well, when, that, that way, when the that house way sells. You're not bringing in law enforcement. And you're not bringing in the city. Just have a conversation and say, "Hey, I'm thinking about selling my house. Would you, if if I if I pay for the following, would you would you do this for me so I can sell my house?" Right. What's the, what's the worst they can say? No. I would. Sure. Mimi, have you ever had a scenario with one of your clients where you had to go and talk to like the neighbor for them or do any of that stuff? Is that something that the realtors do as well? <laughs> you know, I try very hard not to get shot. <laughs> um, no, thankfully, I'm looking for some wood to tap on here. I have not had to have that painful conversation, although I have had. You know, neighbors that haven't kept it up as nice as you might like them to. Mm-hmm. Right. But I'm telling you what, James, I think that's a great idea that Phil gave you. And, you know, okay. I would I would get that in writing, though, and I wouldn't pay him until the house sold. Sure. <laughs> you know? sure. And just so you know, James, Mimi would do a fantastic job. And I, I had a promotion here that I was going to give out is a $100 gift card to anybody that uses Mimi to help sell their house. I'll get you a okay. gift card to either uh, it is Home Depot or to a storage company. Your choice. Okay. So that might help because if you use them, yeah. James, then you can use that $100 to get all of their your neighbor's gross junk and put it in a storage unit right? <laughs> until Mimi go. sells her house. Hey, James, <laughs> you leave your information with our producer, Sonny, and, and we'll get in touch with you this week. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, James.
Thanks, James. Thank you. You're yeah. welcome. Bye. You can't control your neighbors. No. no, no. And I tell people, you know, be sure and pay attention to the neighborhood. Um, drive it several different times, day and night, so that you see what's going on. Because real as a realtor, I'm not allowed to help steer you one way or the other. So right. it's got to be, you know, informed. And you also talk uh, about doing this. Is this when it, you know that market analysis and things come into play where you're going, all right, my house, I think it should go for uh, $200,000, but then it comes back and it's appraised at $175,000 or something because your neighbors did X, Y, and Z. Is mm-hmm. that part of where that comes into play, Mimi and Phil? Or Well, here, I'm going to give you an example. I have a client that owns a house and their, and their backyard is backed up to a giant warehouse. Okay. So they actually look at the warehouse. Okay. Now, lenders don't like that because, or, and people don't like that because when it comes down to selling a house, you want your house should be as Jane Jane plain as possible. Okay. That way, it's not a a negative. So mm-hmm. that warehouse in their backyard, and they're looking at this giant wall that's that goes almost for a full block. Okay. There's, I would say, if you take ten buyers and pull ten buyers, I'll make make you a bet. Seven would say, eh, I don't want not it. for me. Right. See, well, there's the problem. You've just reduced your buyer pool by 70%. Absolutely. Same thing, too, with with if even if you can, like, in Minneapolis, I know sometimes I've seen properties where they've got this nice big privacy fence, but from the top bedroom, you can still see the shell station. Okay. You know, or you see, like, a, a big apartment building. Mm-hmm. Um, people don't don't like that, and it really does not help as far as resale goes. So you pay attention to those specific kinds of things. Now I'll tell you, I'll tell you a real story. So um, put a property on the market uh, a couple weeks ago, and we got the seller was brilliant. She did everything I asked her to do. Um, she did buy first, bought new construction, and had this beautiful home. Wanted to downsize, so we put new carpet, new paint, fresh granite. Got it all cleaned up and put it on the market. Had 40 showings over asking price and cash. Wow. So mm-hmm. cash is king always every day. And the reason for that is because we did it right. We did it in the right order. It showed fantastic and there was no appraisal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, sometimes if you're worried, sometimes you'll have a seller that says the market is so hot, I'm just going to price it. I just want to do this and try. Mm-hmm. But then those people stay on the market because you have to you have to do the market analysis within a certain range. And if there's no comparable properties that have sold for that price point, well, you know, you're just doing the luck of the draw that an appraiser would come in and appraise that property so that the buyer could buy. Okay. So, now, on the other hand, Mimi. There are, there are people out there that go, well, my house is not perfect. It's not pristine. I'm going to tell you right now, in this market, it doesn't have to be pristine. It okay. doesn't have to be perfect because you have so many buyers out there fighting. Like I said, it's like sharks in the water. All right. And for those that are going to buy that house, they're already imagining what they're going to do to it. Okay. And they're okay. What the one, the things they're not okay with is major flaws with the home. In other words, bad utilities, bad heat. 
bad roof, cracked wet basements, wet, those kind wet, of things. Those types of things, those are what I would call serious maintenance issues. They must be resolved. Okay. Because either the buyer won't buy it because of that, or it will not pass a home inspection, or it will not pass an appraisal. But they're, they're, in this market right now, you have to ask yourself, if I stick five grand into my home, mm-hmm. am I going to get it out? I would tell you, you probably don't even need to put that five grand in. Your house is still going to sell extremely quick. Yeah, well, I, I agree with you to to a certain extent, Phil. Um, but I also do know that I've worked with enough buyers, even today, that they have a hard time. It's, it's a visual thing yes. because this is not your... They're not shopping for a house. They're shopping for a home. Mm-hmm. And so you go in and you're start tar- starting to imagine where you're going to let your your kids crawl on the floor. And you're starting to imagine, well, can I live here in, and make it work for me for the next five to seven years before the next life life change happens? Um, yes, people are starting to loosen their particular particulars right you know when it comes to uh, looking for homes but i'll give you an example yesterday on my 200 mile day um we went to a property and it was a it was a fit okay so you you can see it in the buyer's eyes it's like yeah i like this one you know and then we go to the basement Mm -hmm. and we see from where the stoop is on the upper level we can see a small drip we touch the wood. It's a little spongy. Okay. Then we go over to the electrical panel, and they've got the old fuses. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the electrical hadn't been updated in the property. And Phil, from a lender's perspective, what does that do if somebody falls in love with the property that needs that type of work? It all depends of how the appraisal comes back. If it comes back that it's still up to code and meets code, then it's fine. Uh, it just really depends. Right. And I've had insurance agents call me after talking about fuses on the show that, you know, sometimes it can be difficult to get insurance. Okay. Correct. So, Correct. So we can talk about it a little bit more when we come back from the break, Phil, and we can talk a little more about your stories. Awesome. All right. Perfect. And, and if you have any questions, the number again is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. And right now, everything real estate is here on the Red Hot Real Estate Show on My Talk 1071. Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group is here as usual. Also joined from American Mortgage and Equity, Phil Olson is here. And remind everybody the easiest way to get a hold of you, Phil. Uh, you can reach me via email at phil at callphilolson.com or my cell 651-238-6748. And you are pretty much always working because what, what's your hours? Monday, Monday through Sunday, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. at night. After nine, I'm sorry, turning the phone off. <laughs> what is that that dog in that Mr. McGee you know cartoon? Okay, I'm dating myself, but he had little big bags underneath his eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look like that sometimes. <laughs> but you're out there doing great work for people because there's so many different products that were out there, and and just when you start thinking about. You know, the even though we know we're getting a house, I just remember when I was closing on my house going, oh, my gosh, this sounds like so much money. And you have some things out there to take that uh, potential, you know, buyer's remorse out of things like a guarantee that goes on with your company. Right. Well, we have what's called Amic Express, which means that we underwrite the file before you even begin shopping. That way, instead of us giving you what's called a pre-approval letter, we'll give you a full fledged approval through underwriting. Okay. And then I'm going to back it up with a ten thousand dollar guarantee. Guarantee, and that $10,000 guarantee is the AMIC guarantee that basically says that if we do not close on time on your purchase transaction, the sellers receive $5,000 and you, the buyers, receive $5,000. 
Not, is... not very many lenders will do that. Wow. Mm-hmm. That means that you're probably not paying out too many of those. Because <laughs> that's a me, lot of money. Believe me, I do my job and I do my due diligence before I pen my, my name to that <laughs> piece of paper. But, yeah. That's a yep. painful check to write. That would be a painful yeah. check. I yep. haven't done it yet and don't plan on it. Okay. Knock on wood. All right. So let's talk about uh, how can people do this buy before sell? Well, there's multiple different ways. One of the ways is if you've got a big equity position, we use a HELOC on your house. And what does so that it's, mean? So it's a home equity loan. Okay. So we take a home equity loan based on the the down payment you want to have. Okay. So this loan maybe is going to cost you with an appraisal with with very very small fees, maybe seven hundred and fifty bucks, eight hundred bucks to get. And let's say we want fifty thousand dollars for our down payment, so we take out a fifty thousand dollar. It is a home equity line of credit, and now we're going to use that as our down payment on the purchase. Okay. And then we're going to pay that back once you sell your home. All right. Okay. So there's a way where we buy our house first again, sell our house second. All right. right? You're you're the bank. You're borrowing from yourself. You're basically borrowing from yourself. Okay. Okay. All right. Another great way to do this is you can, believe it or not, you can put your home into a a temporary rental position. You put it on a three or six month lease, your Mm -hmm. house. Okay. And this is for the person that maybe their debt to income ratios are very, very tight and they don't make enough money to hold two mortgages at one time. Well, if you get a lease agreement on your home, we can literally wash out your mortgage payment at 75% of the rents received. Okay. So you collect, let's say it's $1,500 a month in rents. That's $1,150. And let's say your mortgage payment's $1,200. Well, you basically washed out your mortgage payment. Okay. So now you qualify to buy that other home, put your home in a temporary rental position, and then six months down the road, you sell it. All right? How do I work with a mortgage professional going, I know I'm going to be able to rent out my home, or how do I make that, how do I, I prove that that's going to work to when I'm talking to you, Phil? Okay. Uh, I would tell you in this marketplace right now, I've, what I basically told people, if you don't believe what I'm telling you about the lease situation, I go, I want you to go to Craigslist tonight, and I want you to post a rental ad on your property and I want you to call me and tell me how many offers you get in the next week to rent your property. Okay. And and guess what? Every time I've done it so far in this market, they're coming back, Phil, I got five calls. Yeah. I got eight calls. So let's talk about people using their 401k or their 403b yep. as a possibility. A lot of people are really nervous about touching those retirement yep. investments. And I can understand why. It's, it's money that they're saving for when they retire after the age of 62 or later. But when you borrow against your 401k, you're actually borrowing to yourself. Okay. And let me explain to you why. You're going to end up paying interest. Three or 4% depends on the plan. But the interest you pay on your monthly payment, you're paying to yourself. Okay. So in other words, that interest goes back right back into your plan. So let's suppose it doesn't I t- go to some some company no, out there. No, doesn't the cloud. go. Okay. And then when I take a four hundred one k loan, there's no charge. There's no origination. There's no fees. It just has to meet the specific criteria. So if you've got a hundred thousand dollars in your four hundred one k, standard rule of thumb is is you can borrow up to fifty percent of that. Okay. So let's say we're going to buy a four hundred thousand dollar home and we're going to put ten percent down. Well, we borrow. 40000 out of the 401k. We buy our new home. 
Yes. We then sell our home and we pay our 401k back. All right. And it didn't cost you a thing. All you're doing is temporarily borrowing your own money. Yeah, maybe you're going to make one or two payments, but the payments you make are going back to you. It's going to nobody else. And you've done no harm to your 401k. Okay. And you can do the same thing with a 403b. It's just a different type of investment tool. All right. So the other thing I want you to explain to folks is the concept of a non-occupant co-borrower. There you go. Non-occupant co-borrower. So we've have we have a woman, let's just say she's 65 on a fixed income, has a retirement account, but when you take all her income, she doesn't qualify for both homes. Okay. Well, how about we bring the son on? He makes $150,000 a year, has a low debt-to-income ratio. We'll bring him onto this loan as a non-occupant co-borrower. Okay. So now mom has more income to qualify with, which then washes out the two mortgage payments, buys the house that she wanted to she wanted to buy first. She didn't want to be homeless. Correct. She didn't want she wanted to be able to find the home that she enjoyed. Then be she able then to move. be able to move and then sell that house. And that, and that takes care of the whole problem. And does this, I mean, part of the reason why we're saying that people don't want to be homeless, what we mean is that we know that houses are moving quickly, but mm-hmm. back to what we we're saying at the beginning of the show, people are just concerned that they're not going to find the house that they want in the time frame that they need, right? Well, yes, but there's another piece to this puzzle. And it's called positioning the buyer for success. Okay. All right. And when you draft up a purchase agreement and you're asking the sellers for all kinds of things, examples, they're asking for closing costs. Mm -hmm. They're asking for a specific close date, you know, because we have to sell our house. So we want a contingency in the purchase agreement for 90 days. Well, hold one here. These sellers are getting so many offers. You want to make your offer as clean as possible. You want to present your offer as the best offer for that specific seller. And when you weigh down your purchase agreement with a a contingency that you have to sell your house first, a contingency that they're going to cover your closing costs, you're muddy in the waters to where if they've got five other offers, they're going to put that offer at the back of the line. Well, They'll take the easier one. Yeah, I was having okay. the same same discussion yesterday. You know, you're a seller. Do you care about anything but your bottom line? Probably not. Whoever brings you the most money wins. And the quickest. And the quickest. And with the least amount of hassles. And so is it a hassle for uh, for a seller to wait seven to 10 days while you have a, your home inspection? Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Because mm-hmm. um, that's seven to 10 days they have to wait until, right. you know, maybe your home inspection will find something out about their home that they didn't know and mm-hmm. you want to mm-hmm. have fixed. Well, then they then there you are 10 more days. Here's another thing that the sellers don't read. Um, realize is they're really in control of the transaction right now based on the market. And let's suppose you get an offer uh, on your house. You sell it first. Let's say you sell it first, but you don't have a home yet. Yes. You could literally go back to the buyers and say, fine, I want 90 days to find a home. And because there's so much buyer activity, more than likely, if you've got four or five offers on the table, you could probably, out of those five offers, you can find one or two that say that, would wait. that will wait that 90 days. Okay. okay. 
So, I mean, this is all being created based on economics, supply and demand. The demand is super, super high. So that gives that seller a lot of control in the transaction. So let's talk a little bit about gifted funds and how folks can come up with opportunities to do the uh, buy before sell scenario. There's multiple different mortgage programs out there that would allow the buyers to use 100% gifted funds. It could even be 20% down. As long as it's coming from a family member or a related party to the family that we're able to basically say, yes, you've been a part of this family, even though your last name isn't the same. Those funds, so like a brother-in-law, brother-in-law, sister-in-law? Okay, absolutely, right. absolutely. Okay. So as long as those funds are coming from a verifiable institution, okay, meaning a bank, credit union, whatever the case it may be, it couldn't have been in his mattress or no, something like that. No, can't be mattress. Gotcha. Money, okay. okay, those funds could be used as the down payment. And guess what? Whatever you decide to do when you sell your home, if you plan on taking care of that relative. Keep in mind, it says it's a gift. Right. But guess what? If the gift gift ends up be, becoming you know, a short-term loan. No, you know, you can you can get a gift and say thank you. Sure. And then someday, <laughs> someday give them a Absolutely. gift just out of the goodness of your heart. There, there you, you go. go. Exactly. All right. Fair enough. You know, that's nothing wrong with spreading the love. Yeah. Correct. There you go. Um, what options do you see, Phil, in your pre-qualification for buyers? You, people using employer funds. Mm-hmm. There are there are specific employers out there that have it in their employee manuals, and that's the key. It's got to be an employee-funded uh, program. If your employer will help you buy a house, those funds can be used, and it would be directly in your employee handbook. And so how do you as a lender figure out if that's in the, the handbook or not? I actually have them get me a copy of the handbook. <laughs> Okay. Believe it or not, because I have to provide it to underwriting. There all right. So how do they get a hold of you again, Phil, when they can bring you that handbook and also get uh, all more information on all of those uh, products you talked about today? Easy number to remember, 651-238-6748. And my website is www.callphilolson.com. And Mimi, we find you where? mnredhotrealestate.com or 651-578-2218. Always check us out as well at mytalk1071.com. Keyword, Red Hot. Thanks for joining us for the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Paying bills on time? Oh, yeah. Not maxing out credit cards? That's what I'm talking about. Learning what credit utilization is? Yes, give yourself credit. You can reach some pretty big goals like home ownership by taking small steps like those to build up your credit. Get started by leveling up your credit knowledge at FannieMae.com slash credit education. That's FannieMae.com slash credit education. Home ownership, here you come. Hey.